The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the SMA Flash Briefings. Hi, I'm Price Muldridge. As a rare neuromuscular disorder patient myself, I enjoy reading flash briefings for spinal muscular atrophy. Here's an article by Steve Bryson, Ph.D. Anxiety, Depression, a Problem for School-Age Patients in China School-Age Children and Adolescents with Spinal Muscular Atrophy, or SMA, in China experience a high rate of anxiety and depression, a questionnaire-based study suggests. Professional psychological care may be included in the standard of care, the researchers wrote noting that a higher prevalence of depression was seen among students with SMA who have respiratory and digestive problems and skeletal deformities. These results also call for possible targets for intervention such as reducing complications, improving drug accessibility, retaining normal schooling, strengthening school support, and enhancing the ability of the caregivers of SMA patients to assist in the diagnosis and treatment of the disease, so improving the mental health of SMA patients, the investigators wrote. The study, Anxiety and Depression in School-Aged Patients with Spinal Muscular Atrophy, a cross-sectional study, was published in the Orphanet Journal of Rare Diseases. Muscle weakness and atrophy are hallmarks of SMA, but patients also can experience digestive, respiratory, cardiovascular, and motor problems, which may seriously reduce their quality of life. Anxiety, depression, and other psychological disorders often accompany chronic physical disorders and can substantially affect disease progression. These physiological symptoms also can complicate symptoms and increase the difficulty of diagnosis and treatment. Research shows that depression and anxiety may lower interest in social activities, limit motivation, and impair cognitive function, further reducing social functioning and quality of life. In adults with SMA, studies have found that patients' levels of anxiety and depression were significantly affected by the disease. However, the psychological health of school-aged children and adolescents with SMA has not been fully explored. The purpose of the current study was to describe the prevalence of anxiety and depression and to investigate the risk factors for these school-aged SMA patients, according to the researchers from the Zhejiang University School of Medicine in China. All but one researcher is affiliated with the National Clinical Research Center for Child Health at the university based in Hangzhou. Two questionnaires, the Screen for Child Anxiety-Related Emotional Disorders, or SCAR-ED, and the Depression Self-Rating Scale for Children, or DSRSC, were used to assess anxiety and depression. In both, higher scores indicate worse anxiety and depression. Questionnaires were completed by telephone or in face-to-face -face interviews or via an online platform with patients and their caregivers. The study involved 155 respondents diagnosed with SMA, who ranged in age from 8 to 18. Most of the students were between 8 and 12 years old. Among the students, 71 were male and 84 were female. Infantile onset SMA type 1 had been diagnosed in 12 of the participants, while SMA type 3, also referred to as juvenile SMA, was confirmed in 42. The majority of the students had intermediate SMA type 2, which usually develops between 7 and 18 months of age. 
Eight of the participants were treated with Spinraza and three were diagnosed with anxiety or depression. A total of 48 patients attended personalized school, where children can obtain special academic, emotional, or physical support from the school or teachers. The remaining were in traditional mainstream schools, with no supporting programs for SMA patients and lacking personalized support and equipment. For more than half of the respondents, there were reported academic delays. Overall, 60 respondents, or 40%, generated a SCAR-ED score of 25 or more, which met the definition of anxiety, while 39, or 25.2%, had a DSR-SC score of 15 or higher, meeting the criteria for depression. Notably, depression and anxiety also were high among most of the children's caregivers. When asked about themselves, most caregivers responded, yes, to questions on their subjective anxiety and depression. The presence of anxiety among the children significantly correlated with respiratory and digestive problems, as well as with skeletal deformities, but did not differ significantly in terms of gender, age, or disease type. Patients with type 3 and type 1 SMA had the highest and the lowest prevalence rates of anxiety, respectively, although this difference did not attain statistical significance, the team wrote. The possible explanation for these observations is that type 3 patients retain more mobility than type 1 patients and can therefore maintain normal contacts, but that type 3 patients cannot enjoy the same activity levels as their normal peers, which leads to anxiety, they wrote. There was a significantly lower prevalence of severe anxiety among those who engaged in exercise compared with those not doing any exercise. Additionally, children with academic delays were more likely to be anxious than those without delays. There also was a significant correlation between depression and academic delay, as well as higher rates among those who attended traditional mainstream schools. Patients who resided in households with a high annual income reported a significantly lower prevalence of depression versus those from low-income families. There also was a significant inverse correlation between higher anxiety and lower household income level, meaning that those with less family income were much more likely to have greater anxiety. Higher anxiety in school-age SMA children also positively correlated with their caregiver's subjective anxiety, and the caregiver's subjective depression was significantly associated with the children's anxiety such that the patient's anxiety increased as their caregiver's subjective depression increased, the researchers wrote. Additionally, patient's anxiety was significantly lower when caregivers had high expectations for their diagnosis and treatment than when caregivers had low expectations. As seen with anxiety, a higher prevalence of depression also was found in patients with respiratory and digestive problems and skeletal deformities than those without these issues. In contrast, there were no observed differences regarding gender and SMA type. Depression in patients with rehabilitation exercise was significantly lower than in those without. A lack of a significant difference in the prevalence of anxiety and depression between genders in our study might be explained by the fact that SMA morbidity is unrelated to gender, the scientists wrote. Finally, depression in patients was positively correlated with the caregiver's subjective anxiety, but depression in patients was not different from the caregiver's subjective depression. Also, the expectation of caregivers significantly affected depression in patients. 
In this study sample of SMA patients in China, depression and anxiety were prevalent, respectively affecting over one-quarter and one-third of the study population, the researchers wrote. Professional psychological care for SMA patients is essential, they added. Scaling up of mental health services, including personalized schooling, enhancing the mental health and expectations of caregivers, and precise management of multi-system disorders is also crucial for the prevention of anxiety and depression in patients with SMA. Coming up next, perspectives from SMA News Today Forum's moderator, Deanne Runge. Thanks for joining me. I'm Deanne Runge, SMA News Today content creator. For me, there's nothing more devastating than realizing another ability has gone by the wayside. In my next Dose of Dion vlog, you can see the apprehension I feel when faced with giving up a hobby. The reality is that sometimes there are too many obstacles and it's not worth the effort. However, I'm not about to give up that easily. Watch as I overcome each obstacle that's thrown in my path. Like the project I'm working on is called the Phoenix, I take that spirit and rise above. To be honest, this project was a reality check. Even though I accomplish it, kind of, I did struggle and it isn't complete. Still, I'm proud of myself for not throwing in the towel just yet. In the end, I'll have a beautiful reminder that with a little perseverance, I can accomplish what I set my mind to one way or another. On the forums, I have links to where you can find the Phoenix pattern as well as a link to the YouTube channel where I shop for fabric from home. I'm not sponsored by either, but just thought I'd post the links in case you were curious what the project intended to be since I'm not done with it yet. Plus, who doesn't love shopping from home? If that's you, don't answer. That was a rhetorical question. But what I would like you to answer is what types of obstacles you've overcome and how did you go about it? Head to the forums at smanewstoday.com forward slash forums to tell us about it. But that's all I have for you today. We'll talk again soon. Bye for now. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.